This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, definitely. Goals change games, and until they get that goal... Here it could be now, Smith into the... Oh, what a goal! It's over the goalkeeper! Oh, it's brilliant! Brilliant from Thurler Smith! Kelly with the long ball forward, over Andy Cook. A first-time dink over the goalkeeper, who was rooted McCracken. And it's a fabulous piece of innovation from Thurler Smith to get his second league goal. Where have you in the world? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. So, Bradford City have beaten Akin Stanley, who were them exactly 1 0. And just want to get people's thoughts on the game. So, Stan, what's your thoughts on the game, lad? Very good performance. Um, full of uh, commitment. Um, there were quite a few candidates for man of the match, I think. Um, the, obviously, the shape was good. Um, we battled well. I thought we were the better side, definitely. Um, I think they didn't really kind of cause us any problems. And and, and as uh, Graham Alexander said, we kind of ground out the result that we needed to. But I think there could have been any of uh, three or four um, as man of the match. So um, it was good to see that what they did, the built on the second half at Notts County and also... Uh, Tuesday night, so um, yeah, it, very good. And it was it was actually nice to kind of walk away from Valley Parade. I say walk away as quickly as I could, so you could actually get some uh, blood into your <laughs> into your feet, kind of thing, because it was so cold today. But um, yeah, just like you can hear the difference on the com- with the conversations on the way out. I thought it was a very pantomime season as well with referee. Uh, it was just strange refereeing, really. Uh, one minute it will give in and stuff, one minute it won't. It was like referee, you want fit to wear the shirt, and then three minutes later, is your best buddy. I, th- I think, yeah, for, for most part, up until the point in the second half, he was reasonably consistent. You kind of, you didn't really notice him, but um, 
whether yeah there were just some kind of strange decisions but thankfully nothing that really kind of affected the um the play but i think um yeah i, I, I don't think it was kind of anything sort of significant with the referee i mean don't forget it is a league two ref but um yeah it's kind of we didn't allow that to be a factor so but you got go ahead jenny you got you got any thoughts on the game miss kelly did you watch it or just on your radio or have you just been with your horse? Uh, uh, no, I watched it. Um, I've got two words. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Brilliant to watch. Full of desire, passion. Exactly what they put that shirt on for. I, I can't fault any, apart from the ref, I don't think I can fault any player today at all. I mean, it was good to watch, even though I was watching it on my phone in the field, but it was still good to watch. Did did you come out with like shite referee at all today? A few or times, them... yeah, <laughs> a few times. I think towards nearly nearly at the end, he nearly. I think he were trying to let him equalise near the near the end. I thought he. Was, I thought. Um, I, I, in fact, I, t- I did turn my phone off for a few minutes because I was like, no, I can't watch it. But yeah, yeah, one of them. Absolutely. Wasn't it? Like... I think the players have come out today full of that confidence from the midweek win. And I hope they carry on with that now. I think Graham now, I've got every faith in him now, absolutely. I think he's going to turn it round. So just on about the referee and his uh, pantomime of decisions. The referee gave out seven yellow cards today. I'm really surprised he wanted to send him off. I think some of that was, there were a couple of things where they were obvious. Um, I don't remember unless somebody can correct me where there were kind of questionable yellow cards. Um, so one, one of the players got booked in it for diving, uh, trying to get a penalty towards the end. Um, and there was some kind of hefty challenges going in. I think the one maybe from uh, Tyler Smith, where he probably booked him for descent, when it looked like the, the decision went the other way. So maybe that's the one that kind of might be uh, questionable. But... Um, yeah, I guess it's part of the course these days, isn't it? That amount of cards. The one what I don't really understand, where so I was sat in the 1911 seating area up there, and from my side, I can't remember it well, I think it was Richardson or something, his shirt was getting pulled, it was nearly getting taken off him. And then referee decided to give a free kick the other direction. I'm like, what the is going on here? Don't know if anyone else saw that. Um, I'm trying to remember that now, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's some 50-50s. I think we forget that referees at this level don't always get the consistency right, and I think they perhaps create problems for themselves when they kind of back themselves into a corner. Um, I think that's down to um, down to like you know, sort of like uh, your opinion of what you, you'd seen, kind of thing. But just as a kind of little side. Probably one of the best refereeing um, performances I've seen this season was uh, Drysdale. If, if anyone remembers that game, where um, that's, that's a swear word round here, Drysdale. Well, well it might be, but to be fair to him, he, he probably had the one game uh, where you can think, yeah, actually, he, he refereed that really well. And uh, nice to meet Lee anyway today around the ground. Uh, I think I'm going to be on YouTube at some point, so nice to meet you, Lee. 
around there. And see, we've got a few other people. Uh, Mr. Chu, what's your thoughts on the game? You there, Liam? Oh, yeah, can you hear me? It sounds like you're in a, like a Dalek or something. I'm in the car. Sorry, I, I, it's all these tennis balls. I can't move for all these tennis balls. <laughs> oh, you smuggled them oh, in. Oh, what a, what a set of dafties. Absolute mugs. They've made themselves look ridiculous with this. Um. 100% agree with you there, mate. 100% agree. I went at seventh minute. I looked in the northwest corner and I looked in the cop and I did not see a single tennis ball and I thought you had no balls. There wasn't one. Yeah, all let us there down. There wasn't a single one. And now the, the Rupp Out account has changed his tune and he said that they've made the club aware because the club were searching people on the door and that means that it's a success. No, the other day they said that the reason they were doing this is because Ryan Sparks apparently does not tell Stefan Rupp what's happening at this club. So they were throwing tennis balls on to get Stefan Rupp's attention. If they're right about what they say, how on earth is Stefan Rupp going to know that someone got searched on the way into the northwest corner? Absolute dafties. They've made themselves look ridiculous and they've shown that there's actually, Twitter is a tiny percentage and a minority of the fan base. It's... Can I just say Can I just say as well, the guy that runs that account on Twitter, the group out Frank one, actually posted a picture of him walking um an hour about quarter past four, he was walking out of the game and walking home. Wait, is it is so, it him that runs that account? Does Frank run that account? I'm not sure. It says that it's called on Twitter "Rup Out," and then it says hash Frank. Oh yeah, no, no, That's there's, the two, there's, two. Posting... there's two. So there's a oh, there's there? an actual Rup Out because account. He left. Yeah, he he left. Um, yeah. But again, it's just look, it's it's laughable, really. Let's be absolutely honest. Well, he missed the goal at end of day. Of course he did. He missed one of the <laughs> football more fool in. We, we should have we should have probably won three or four nil today. I do think we, we deserved it. We played really well, but do you know what? It's probably one of the best performances we've put on in a long time. Um, for, for me, I'll say this, I think if Ash Taylor can put that performance in every single week, then I have no issue with Ash Taylor starting in that back four because he was phenomenal. Just going back to the Roop out, if anyone noticed on Twitter, uh, it said something about tennis balls. And then on his Facebook, he's on about like protesting at the director's entrance. Well, they didn't either. So none of them happened, did it, they really? Did. So the ball, balls lit up and no bottle. The one thing that was uh, was making me laugh was were they actually going to, uh, if it was going to happen, were they going to actually do it on the eighth minute, thinking like from minute seven is the seventh minute, but that's actually the eighth minute, so we're kind of like looking out for that but I think I think ultimately what it boils down to is that um, people live sad existences and um, you know it's like was probably kind of alluded to the, the other night uh, the other day whenever but he's basically somebody looking for a bit of clout on, on social media and it, like it's been said it's really not representative of, of the, the fan base of I've done it myself where you kind of see what's being said on Twitter and then you go to the ground and the people around it's like they're unaware unaware of what's going on and and like 
Twitter is a microcosm of the fan base. I think, I think yeah. what I'll, what, like, sorry, just on that, so just to give people an idea as to how how small a percentage of the fan base it is, this tennis ball thing has been spoken about since Saturday last week. The club weren't aware of this tennis ball protest until Tuesday. That's how small a percentage it is. That's how, that's how much impact these people seem to have on Twitter. Um, but the other point is, it like, Stan, you've just made a perfect point there. It was the set from seven minute onwards. That's technically the eighth minute. Only Bradford fans could plan a protest in the seventh minute for an owner that's in his eighth season. It, it made no sense. Like I was sat today, we were talking about it. We're like, this is this is Stefan Rupp's eighth season in charge of Bradford's owning Bradford City. So why is the seventh minute important? I think someone couldn't do the math too, could they really? Well, they obviously couldn't because then they waited until, you know, it, it, well, I'm, they, look, they, they, they couldn't do the maths and they couldn't organise throwing tennis balls. The only thing that Bradford City fans seem to be good at throwing about is fucking insults. And that's that's kind of where we're at because, you know, look, I'll be brutally honest, some of the stuff that's been said about me on Twitter this last week, I, don't, I can take criticism and I can take constructive criticism. Our fans have turned things personal. I listened into that space the other night and they spoke about Ryan Sparks and one of the comments that I almost came on to speak but I didn't was, and I'll say that that independent supporters trust space was an absolute shambles. The guy that was running it said he was going to be impartial. He wasn't impartial. If you agreed with what they said and you said negative things about the club, you got told that you'd made really good points. If you said anything other than negative things, you got interrupted and you got told that basically you got the negative side of it thrown at you. Like It was just a shambles. And then to sit, to sit and listen and hear how apparently Ryan Sparks takes things too personally. Fans have made it personal. They've leaked his phone number. He's been targeted for his appearance. He's been targeted for the way that he speaks. He's been targeted for his weight, apparently. He gets called oh, a he's still there too. constantly. Yeah, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear him. I can still hear him. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just, for a minute. No, it's like we, the fans have made it personal. And you can't turn around and say now that Ryan Sparks takes things personal. Of course, you've made it personal. There's been some horrific stuff said about people who work at that football club. Um, and people have been abused who haven't done anything wrong. Let's be brutally honest. Like, I might disagree with people on certain things. I don't deserve to get threats made towards me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's 100% disgusting. agree with you on that too. There was the... I think, Liam, sorry, Johnny, if I can just jump in there, because I think, I can't remember if I was on one of the spaces, and Charlie, who is the Paraders, was saying something, and what he, he wasn't saying anything, anything out of order, but the conversation was, as kind of Liam has kind of pointed out, it's like descending, I said, look, guys, I says, you have to remember that you are in control of what you say and what you write on Twitter, and it's on you, and basically... I said, look, this is kind of going borderline libelous here. So you need to just like step back and just kind of like take the emotion out of things and, and basically just like I say, you are in control, nobody else. Yeah, that were on that space still the day, wasn't it? Where uh, I think we actually told him to delete it because of uh, what things were being said uh, about uh, Chu and other people at Bradford City. Because it just it just went horrible, I think, and it's like 
went personal and it would bang out of order. Well, I'll, look, I'll say from my perspective, like I can, I can take, I can take, I can take shit from people. It, it doesn't bother me as much, but over the last twelve months, and like, I'm, I'm not bothered about putting this out there. Like people might know, people might not know. I've had threats from Bradford fans. I've had tweets from Bradford fans threatening my children, like threatening to slap me and my kids at games. Like who does that? Was, and then we sit here as a fan base and we think that we're, you know, we're the best thing since sliced bread. Like, we're not. We've got a real, real issue within our own fan base. And if we're going to sling mud at people and talk about how people are ruining a football club, from my perspective, I think that a big, well, I don't, don't want to say a big percentage of our fan base, but a loud portion of our fan base, for me, have ruined this football club. I, I don't feel the same about my football club as I did three, four years ago because there's just a horrific attitude and like like Stan says you've said it right people have control over what they say but they don't care because they seem to think and it's probably down to an education thing they, they seem to think that freedom of speech means freedom of consequence and it really doesn't yep 100% agree there too uh, Diane have you got any thoughts on the game today love uh, that's how you have it keep the cliche just to, just to ask you, Diane, did you make it home safely today? No lamppost incidents? No lamppost incidents, yes, I'm making yes. it home safely. Good last, no lamppost incidents. If you didn't know, Diane actually walked into a lamppost a couple of weeks back on the podcast. <laughs> she was watching where she was going, so I'm glad you've made it safely, Diane, love. Yes, I made you safely home. No, I thought the match was good. I thought we played really well and everything, so there we go. And what was your... Uh, so on the seventh minute... Obviously, we thought tennis balls were going to come on the pitch. What were your thoughts on like they didn't come on the pitch? I was happy they didn't come on the pitch. But did you notice how there's quite a few people stood in front of the northwest corner? Stewards. Yeah, look, to be honest, I think there were quite a lot of stewards today. Yeah, more than normal. Yeah, the war and stuff like that. But yeah, I saw all them. So I think they were ready for it just in case. But uh, I enjoyed the match. What did just you make a Tyler Smith's goal? It was a good goal. It was a good goal. But yeah, at least we scored. Just people couldn't get the other one with me saying 2-0, but hey-ho. I know, I, I got the score right. I just didn't get the uh, goal scorer correct. All right, no. I, I went for... I did my sky bet and I did a Bradford draw. A Bradford win at half-time and a Bradford win, but a full-time book, so I haven't won any money. So Who never mind. Bud? What? Yeah, I was just going to say... I was just going to say credit to Tyler Smith. Um... In, in honour of the missing tennis balls, he tried a little chip shot today, didn't he, and scored. So, well done to Tyler Smith for being the only one who did anything <laughs> tennis-related. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you got any thoughts on Raj? Um, yeah, I thought today we played all right. We did did what we had to do to contain them. It's pretty even stats-wise. And I thought, um, you know, we did create some half-decent chances. And um, the one goal that we scored, I think their defence kind of got mixed up when that ball went down the line from Kelly and Tyler Smith reacted and it was a great finish. Um, and, yeah, I'm happy with the win. And I'm just glad that we've won our first game in five. And my man in the match was um, probably Gilly or Brad Halliday. They were both good today. So, overall, happy with that. And um, a clean sheet. And um, they didn't really threaten much Akron, and they were just a bit of a physical team. And yeah, on to the next game. And yeah, just happy that Saturday evening that I can enjoy without being stressed. So yeah, I can just enjoy the boxing tonight. And 
Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, happy win when on to the next game. Does that sound like you have a shot on target today? Oh, I, don't, I think they might have had one, if I'm right. They had 12 attempts at goal, apparently. Looking at the oh, here we go. Yeah, so this is from Footmod. They had 12 shots. One. one big chance. One big chance miss. Yeah. They didn't even... Oh, 12 the shots, two, on tar- two off target, three on target. Yeah, and what about uh, as well, didn't it? Yeah, we did, we did pretty well. We had uh, 12 shots or 12 shots altogether, seven off target shots, two shots on, on target. target. 50% possession, was it? Uh, yes, we had 50% possession. Who was your man of the match today, Johnny? But you... Oh, it's a tricky one. Uh, Gilead played well. Yes. Halliday played well. Yes. Uh, but mine would have been Smith because they just... Yes. How well. they played, they did really well. Every Johnny, moment. also, I'm going to say, um, I was also impressed with... He did okay today and a lot better was Richards. He put a lot of shifting on that left-hand side today. Going what? forward in the second half. The left back. I just need to remove some of you. What the flip is that? John, I think Richards had a decent game at left back as well. Yeah, everyone played really well. And Kieran Kelly put in a good shift. So overall, good win. And like you say, a lot of positives to take out of Forest Green and let's see what happens. Uh, Raj, interesting that you you mentioned uh, Brad there and and Gilly because I think for me... um, Brad has been uh, a fantastic player of the season so far. And also, him and Jamie Walker have done really well. And, and we've had like Bobby, but I think... Um, They've got a good understanding, him and Jamie Walker, I think. Yeah, like uh, uh, you know, kind of um, yeah. basically... Um, yeah, so so like any combination with Brad and Jamie, they've been like real kind of focus down that side. I think it seems like they've got a very good understanding, and it seems like they've known each other's game for quite a while. I like the link with them too on that side. You know. So yeah, how did you think Ash Taylor played, guys, as well today? He played really his, well. He's had his best game for the uh, club, I think, for me today. Uh, 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 this one was similar to the Rexon game. He did okay, and I just did what he had to do. And um, yeah, he's a he's a bit of a commander and a leader at times as well. He did okay. Um, that it'll get better because the system was still adapting to it. Is it our um, like our second and a half game really getting used to it overall? So yeah, you know, a lot of positives to take. And yeah, let's see what happens at Forest Green. Hopefully, we can get a result there. So does anyone think the he'll play the same team? On Tuesday against Forest Green Rovers, he will because we've got a week off on Saturday, haven't we? So he might just say, you know what, let's go for the same team, 
And then we've got that free Saturday next week because it's not FA Cup. We're not in the FA Cup. So I'd imagine he, he might go with the same team. Unless Sam Stubbs might come back in. But apart from that, I think, yeah, he'll go with the same team. Anyone else got anything they want to say on the game? Callie, any Stan, anyone? Raj? Oh, Magic. Uh, is it Magic? Magic, have you got anything you want to say? You've, you've requested Magic, are you there? Okay, take that as a note, remove you from the speaker. So, <coughs> oh, sorry. So, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, so, what did everyone think of the referee's performance? Do you think he played all right? I thought he was a very, very average and he wasn't really giving us much. I think there's one in the second half where Tyler Smith got fouled and he gave it the other way. And I thought, how did he give that, you know, down towards um, the corner flag on the left-hand side? Did you see that, Johnny? I, I, the referee just, like, really annoyed me today by, like, like a really pantomime performance. It was. Yeah, yeah. He was, like, average. And I thought in the second half, he'd give us the odd free kick. I think he'd give us one towards the end when they fouled our player um, and the crowd started. And then the Akron fans started singing, you're not fit to referee back. And I said to someone next to me, I said, we knew that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah. What did you make of Akron and Johnny overall as a team? What was I, thought, I really thought they were poor today. Yeah, 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 I think we nullified them totally, got our game plan right, and whatever they had down the line, long ball-wise, we, we reacted very well to it, and we was very much in controlling the jewels and everything like that. Um, yeah, I thought we limited them to what they could do. I, I think as well, I, I think, uh, I know it's a kind of basic thing to expect, but but our press pressing game today was very good, um, individually and, and collectively at times. And um, this is where kind of like Jamie, uh, well, pretty, pretty much week in, uh, week week out, but, uh, you know, Gilly did, um, you know, and, 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 and fair play to Graham Alexander as well. He, he kind of, um, he mentioned Smallwood, because Smallwood did play very well today. Yeah, he just and, kept uh, it nice and simple and kept it ticking and he was good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, put, he actually put in a few good balls in the box today as well. Small yes, he did. he did. They were very 100%. good. His delivery was on point today for me. It was decent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he was... Um... Does Does anyone know where Kevin McDonald is? Because I'm trying to figure out why isn't he involved? Is he injured again? Or I heard that it was Paula. Oh, he's poorly. And what yeah. about Bobby Pointing today? Was he not on, he wasn't on the bench, was he? Was I, am I right? Or was he According to Alexander, that was just basically him picking a, uh, the, the squad because he said it's not anything that anyone, not that, not anything that anybody has done wrong. Yeah. It's just that obviously he had a different team in mind. He had a different team. So because that actually that was the point I was going to raise tonight. And, and so how do you see that? Because um, interesting, like. Uh, I actually agreed with Andy Kiwamu a bit today, which like, usually, usually I kind of have to endure him um, yeah. on the way home, kind of thing. But but like you know, in terms of like he he would I would have put Bobby over, you know, sort of like Paddy in terms of on the bench of Bobby's equally because he played. If you remember, if anyone went to the Wrexham away game, Bobby played, played quite a central role there. So there's no reason why Bobby couldn't sort of play more inside, but. Yeah. With that formation that we started off at second half at Notts County, yeah. and uh, and that we've uh, played with today, then you know it's it's kind of without 
basically substituting Gilly yeah. and Jamie, where you kind of think where would Bobby go? Because obviously the fullbacks or the wing backs now are playing further <laughs> further up front. So how do you guys see that? It's somewhat that we have to just take it game at a time stand, and I just think let's see what happens at the moment. This formation that our gaffer is playing, we have to persist with it because it's doing okay. So I think that's what we have to do. And then when Bobby does get off the bench or he does get on, I'm sure he can play on that right hand side where Walker's played and put in a shift. I'd imagine that's what he could do. But like you said, time will tell in the next few games what happens with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a horses for courses thing, isn't it? Really, yeah, um, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, you know, sort of. So, general thoughts then on on Alexander, then uh, guys. What what do you think? Because I think yeah. I, I've been un- I was underwhelmed by the appointment, but right. he's yeah. making the right noises at the moment. Okay, so, so let's. I'll give my little insight, and then I can hear yours, and everyone else can give theirs. So I think. Um, three games in, I think I really like what he's trying to create at Bradford, and I like the way he puts himself about, the way he speaks, um, you know, the way he presents himself, the way he's picking his team, and the way his teams are working, um, the team's working. I think that we're going to have some success, and like I said, given time, I think he's going to do something with us. But like I said, it's going to be a long-term project. We've just got to persist every game. And like I said, again, his record doesn't lie from his previous clubs. He's got a promotion at Salford. He's done well with Fleetwood. He's done brilliant with Scunthorpe. So, you know, like you say, he, I think there's no better man out there at the moment um, for this job. And I'm, I'm very happy with him. And like you say, I'm behind him and just keep going and it'll get better day to day. And let's see what happens in January in terms of what he can do and what he can bring. Um, so yeah, I like him, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm happy about him. What's your thoughts, Dan? Are you there, Sam? Dan? Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Uh, so, what's your thoughts? That's my opinion. <laughs> I've done a juvenile yeah. schoolboy error there. Not, yeah. Uh, not so, yeah. What's your thoughts, Dan, on what I've just said? Basically? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think. I think I was underwhelmed when Parky first came in, but you know, obviously, came in at the right time, and there are parallels in terms of. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think the team is, is in a dire uh, position as, as when Parky came in. Um, and, and, I, and I've said earlier on in the season, even when things weren't going right, that um, this squad is good enough to get promoted, in, in, in my opinion. I don't think the talk about the league being tougher this year, I, I don't buy into that as much as maybe other people, but... You know, it's kind of, um, I think it's there for the taking and I think it's early enough in the season uh, where we're at that um, that basically we can turn it round and there's no reason why we can't sort of uh, go up there. I think a lot's going to depend on how things go over the next half a dozen games or whatever into January because for for me, it's not a case of like who we bring in. I think, unless there are sort of specifics, but I think it's who we let go. I think probably uh, most of the uh, the the loans. So go ahead. From what you know, do we have to let players go before we can bring people in? Is that true? I've not read it before, but I don't. No, I, I, I think it's just I don't know anything. It's just my kind of. But I think in terms of like obviously. Because when people talk about a transfer window, you talk about who you're going to bring yeah. in. But but it's kind of like I think for most part we we've got the quality within yeah. the building. You know we've got we've got Jake Young to come back. Oh yeah, that's right. We've got Ryan needs to come back. We've got yeah, yeah, a plethora of central midfielders. Dan, do you see um, Jake Young coming back in January? 
Yeah, yeah. Apparently, somebody said the other day that he wants to come back. And the thing is, it's different to when Orwin Doyle played yeah. because none of the fans here at Bradford uh, at City have, have basically had anything against Jake Young. Whereas there was a very oh, much a love, a, yeah, a love hate relationship with um, Owen Doyle. So, so it's kind of like I think All the circumstances are different because it's more him and Mark Hughes, perhaps rather than yeah, yeah. And not only that, don't forget, Stan, like you said, Jake's got 18 months left on his contract from January still when he does come back. So with that kind of plays in our card as well. So Yeah, absolutely. So so my view is, is that, I mean, it depends because I, I think uh, Graham Alexander will probably see it as... Uh, Give him a chance, he will, eh? he'll bring him back, I think. Yeah, but, but not just that. I think you'll see that for most part, he'll have an idea of who he kind of wants to keep and also um in well, terms of like in, in terms of um where whether he feels that the players that he has can fit into a system at the moment they can so i i think because we've got such a big squad it's more likely that we'll send some of the loanies back and um then sort of start to uh you know, trim the squad before we start bringing anyone in because other than like say if, like on today's game, who would you bring in? Like, you know, what 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 position would you would you kind of go out and get in the January transfer window? I can probably think of one, and I would say at least a central defender. Um, but we've got Tomkinson, uh, who's obviously now finished the international duties. That's it now till I think March. So, so in that respect, we've got that. Uh, young lad to kind of fit in, but other than that, I don't see where the other low knees are going to kind of fit in. And, and is he on a season long loan, Tomkinson? Just to clarify, isn't he? I, I, I think he is, I believe he is, but um, so, so in that respect, I this is my personal kind of um supposition, or, or basically, you know, I'm kind of speculating, but so and and, and bear in mind that it's because of the size of the, the squad and, and stuff like that, we. If we can't get rid of a few players, we might not have the budget to kind of bring somebody in. Yeah, you're right. Won't we be losing a loan player? I can't remember his name, who injured himself. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's gone back to Brentford, and I read he's had an operation. I found this on me today. Yeah. So I yeah. think he'll be going back, won't he? So then, obviously, we'll, we'll gain a loan place there. Uh, I'm not sure who else. If We'll probably send back, but I'm just hoping well, we got... We've got Ray yeah. Tuller, can't we? And we've got Foker as well. Which, Foker's very, very raw, isn't he? He's, he's kind of like, I think he was just like, um, you know, like a wild card, but um, he, he looks like he's got the tools maybe at a certain level, but he's just, you know, maybe a lot of it is like he's got to learn the game a little bit. But, um, I mean, I like I like the look of Rehan Tuller when he's played, but... It all depends on on the direction that Alexander wants to go in terms of overall kind of tactics and, and shape. Although he did say that it would be um, fluid, um, it's kind of like yeah. So in, in terms of low knees, I would keep Tomkinson and uh, Tulloch if they're going to be anywhere near the first team. Okay. Uh, anyone else got any thoughts on the game, Diane Kelly? No, I just thought it was a good game and, like I said, we played well, apart from the referee, when he gave some decisions that he shouldn't have done. But And I think I think it's 
I think it, it, there must have been from the bounce on Tuesday night to win. So at least we've got two wins now under Graham Alexander's belt, which I was happy about. Yeah, I'll be going down to Sunny Forest Green on, on Tuesday and going on coach. So hopefully we get a win. Yeah, lucky you. I'll be at home. <laughs> and I'll be at work. <laughs> uh, you're missing a great game there, ladies, though. Forest Green versus Bradford. The best thing about that place is the, is the uh, chips and the curry sauce. Well, I don't fancy vegan burger. We chucked, uh, we chucked bacon on pitch last time we played Forest Green. Do you remember, Johnny? Wasn't that all they do? Mm. Len oh, Lenny stuff. did, didn't he? he? threw it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. God. Uh, has anyone else got anything they want to say? Uh, Bradford in, Bradford uh, Independent, I know you're here if you want to say anything about the result. Or Richard, who's travelling in your car. Glad to see you're here, Rich. Going to give it five more minutes or so, and if, if anyone else wants to add anything else. So, Stan, Diane and Callie, if you're up for it, we're going to do a Forest Green preview on Monday at 7 o'clock, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, that's fine with me. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any, any last words, guys and girls? Just onwards. Not for me. Onwards and upwards. Six points off playoff position. We've got to be. We've got to be positive after that, haven't we? Yeah. But we can turn it round. I, th- I think this, it's so so early in the season. I mean, it's not the start of the season, but it's early enough that you know we. It, it's there's so much to play for, and um, I think we've. For me, we should be going for for promotion this year, despite what's happened already. So just looking at the league table, uh, where are we? We're currently on. Up on for, and we've gone up to fourteenth place on twenty three points. Uh, so twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. So according to my abacus, we're six points near or six points away from the playoffs. Right. Anyone else got anything else they want to say before we disappear? Okay, tell us a nil. Push that button. Right, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, also, if you want to hear some more, we've got Bradford City Up the Chickens podcast on Spotify and other Spotify providers. Also, Bracehodge One on YouTube. And also, uh, Bradford City Up the Chickens on Facebook. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. Rewards registration required.
Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.